What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hanging with us on this, what seems to be a relief on Sunday. Maybe depending on how you bet, contrary or your fantasy squad or anything else that was selfish of you to bring up at the water cooler this morning to divert from the fact that we all, at least all three of us and you out there on the chat, had a nice, refreshing day off. And I have to be honest with you, it felt great to just watch football and not give a rat's flying shit about the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni driving my head into a wall, all of that stuff. Just a break. I know it isn't a bye week, but it felt like a bye week for the fans. Yeah, it did. It was kind of stress-free as far as a stress-free Sunday could be. The only thing I think that could have you know, turned out better is if uh, the Dallas Cowboys didn't score that touchdown in overtime and maybe just kicked a field goal so my Patriots could have covered that three and a half. That's about it. Oh, well, look, if I can just divert for a quick second, and Barrett, this was about as ridiculous as it got in this game, but I had, I'm on the opposite side of Harry on that, so I had, I laid the three when it first opened, and then... From there, in-game, when they were down, I took them live on the money line. So I'm sitting there with these two tickets next to my father-in-law because it's my wife's birthday yesterday. So we're at dinner, and we're watching this game end. Tell I said happy birthday, man. I will. Thank you for both of you, even though. So here's the thing. He's sitting there on this pick segment that I give him each and every week. I try and help out, give him some picks. No, don't worry. Under, under, that's going to lock. You could just sit there and lock. So I'm sitting there looking over like, yeah, don't worry. Both of us, we're great. We're in great shape right now. You know, Cowboys, they get up with that ridiculous touchdown, right? And then next thing you know, it's that bomb. We're both sitting there with that bomb from the Patriots like, are you kidding? <laughs> right, so right. Both melted at the table. Mac Jones says, "How about some of this?" Yeah. How about that? Kill. Yeah. Bro, I mean, now, it was, my it ticket's was... still covered, but I still have to look over at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" 
Now, some people on Twitter, you know, were talking about Tony Romo uh, during that game. And there was a Tony Romo drunk seemed to be something that people were talking about. I didn't notice anything. Was there was there something strange about the way Romo called that game? No. In fact, I thought he was masterful, man, because he was calling plays. He was actually calling a play as how he said, all right, we're going to go in motion. Then we're going to go back and then we'll go back in motion. And, he, and he's going to throw it to him. I mean, he's going to give it to him. And uh, he called the play out while the play was going on. You know, yeah. Just he went in. He said, "All right, he's about to go in motion." Then he right. called. Said he's going to go back. If he's going to go back again, they're going to hand the ball off to him. And they did that. They did exactly what he said he was going to do. And they, you know, they didn't get the two point conversion. So I was like, "Bro, yeah, was now, now, if he can amazing. do that drunk, I, I give him even more credit, right? Bro, right? What exactly. are we talking about? Here? <laughs> Seriously, maybe I, mean, I need to be drunk on the show. Right? This guy needs a raise. No question. <laughs> I mean, that was that was amazing. The- well, what happened there? What do well, you mean? It was it was they went they after the uh, long. No, no. I mean, the, what was he? What was he saying that people? I'm sorry. What was he saying that people said he was drunk? Well, it's just like everything else uh, on Twitter. You really can't get to the heart of the matter and find out where what the real genesis for what whatever discussion really is. It's just people talking about something that may or may not have ever even happened. Right, 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 right. It's, just it's the same thing, it's the same thing, thing that, that you fight. On. You fight on a daily basis. Misinformation. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. So I just didn't know if any of our streamers had any insight into this because they, they might be up on this a little bit more. than I was too busy watching the game. I don't pay attention to Twitter when I'm watching football. Fantastic game, man. Fantastic yeah. game. It's pretty All good. Right. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the the football that I did see. Dude, I, I watched the Jaguars in the morning. I was sitting there. I was <laughs> oh, I was enthralled football. in that entire game, and I'm kind of glad the Jaguars won. And the way they did it was pretty cool with that kicker who was like, uh, you know, not even on the roster. Uh, uh, you know, but what did, when did they sign him earlier no. in, in the week? Early, wow. yeah, earlier yeah. in the week, and he hits two big kicks. Yeah. Well, how about you know the two teams in that had the Londoners. most turmoil? In the coaching right. staffs, end up winning. Right, the Raiders look good. Oh, they look amazing. Yeah, you know, it's amazing Denver. what happens when you can fly under the radar. Yeah, Denver. Look, that offense was absolute horseshit. Did you see yeah. that? Atrocious. Yeah, yeah Atrocious. they couldn't do anything at all. And they look. Raiders may have found their confidence heading into this football game, short favorite at home against the Eagles, but they look like, to your point, they look like there is no controversy. Well, they won one for all. the they won one for the Gipper man. Now we never yeah. take it so far as to say that they're they're a good team again. I, I think you know you do that after because the same thing happened to us with Bobby Ross. You know we started playing well after that. You know after we lost him because we were winning for Coach Moeller. You know yeah. remember him, Moeller for uh, used to be at Michigan. Sure. Well, he was the assistant head coach. He became the head coach, and we started winning for him. And you know you just you know you you wanted you know put out a good showing for him, and you know get everybody going for him. But at the end of the day, we were still a, a bad team. Yeah. So. And then you had Sam Darnold lead that comeback for the Panthers uh, to tie <laughs> that football game only to lose it in overtime. Insane. Yeah. Insane. That defense should be absolutely ashamed of themselves that they let down that Sam Darnold revival. Like that was the moment in which he broke from that mold of being back to the Jets. Yep. Right, and turned yeah. into the actual Panthers. Yeah, he made and a bunch that, of good And that's throws. what you give him? I know. It's a shame. It seemed like it was a lot of that that weekend because, I mean, you look at the um, the Packers. 
You know, mm-hmm. A-Rod looked atrocious, man, for a better part of the game. And then all of a sudden, oh, yep. well, I guess I'll get a better start playing now. Let me get up off my, my you know, the bench and, you know, go ahead and win this game. And this is the Bears, you know. <laughs> it was kind of like that type of atmosphere, wasn't it? It was. It that was. guy enrages people. <laughs> A-Rod does, betting and fantasy he, standpoint. Oh, I'm A-Rod? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, A-Rod. Yeah. How about the double bird that he got? <laughs> oh, yeah, from the, from the woman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that might have been the highlight of the week. <laughs> no, he I, loves it, though. I, I, was, I tweeted on on Sunday morning, you know, that there's no way that I would have watched that Miami Jaguars game if it was at 1 o'clock. There's no way. If that if that's the option on CBS, there's no way we're watching that. But at 9.30 in the morning, it somehow becomes appealing. You know, I was well, at, I was I was outside, man. I, I was working on my car. I told you I was going to work on my car this weekend. Still didn't yep. get it done. I mean, I... I, I, I Sanded down half of it, but I got great progress. But then I came in right around about four o'clock. I said I got to watch the games from four o'clock on. So that's what I yeah. did. But I, I was out on the first half of the uh, the games. Well, you missed the Kansas City Chiefs second half against the WFT. It was pretty impressive. Was it? Was well, yeah, it? Looked watch awful it all. in the first half. He threw Once probably again, the dumbest the interception ever. At towards well, the no, end he of that first half. bad. It almost looked like he was in- trying to lose. Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, this is such no, a bone like play. It felt like that, for sure. Yeah. And um, then they shut out Washington. Hey, hold on a second. Second half. Hold on a second, guys. Good morning, my Sky Sky. My Skylar, my niece, she's watching the show. Good morning, Mom. Good morning, Sky Sky. I had to do it for her. My mom just texted me. Skylar's watching on her lap. So, oh, boy. good morning, Sky Sky. All right, we can get back well, to business great. now. <laughs> Not Lucy in the sky. No. 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 Not a ribbon in the no. sky. No. <laughs> so... Or spirit in we the have sky. A, <laughs> spirit in the sky might be the one right Norman there, Greenbaum. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, did you see this, by the way? What's that? We remember when uh, we brought up this. These guys have come up a couple of times. The Cincinnati broadcasters. Because oh. the play-by-play guy is trying to call a play out. And meanwhile, the color guy steps all over him oh. and he's constantly remember we've played a couple we played of these. Something yeah, from yeah, them come once. on come yeah. on yeah well, yeah when did we play that uh before was, was like it a like bunch. yeah yeah it was probably like last the first year i would game? say or the, or the first game this year it was the first game back yep. to beat minnesota did, was it that? did we play it then i don't know but we've been a, a show for a year now that i'm glad you brought that up last year because it's it's officially a year that we've been wow. on uh, on the YouTube and and doing this show. Crack Congrats. the champagne. Yeah. Congrats to you too, man. Congrats. How about it? Well, thank, well, no, thanks to everybody else out there. Right, right, right. right. You know, we could be doing the show for four or five people, but that's not the case, thankfully, to so many out there. Well, so see, I, I wanted to bring. I'm sorry. No, my fault. I was gonna, I was going to say the reason why we brought it up because remember I was I was doing my first ESPN game this year, and uh, you guys were talking about you know how. Sometimes, you know, play by play and the color analysts like clash and collide. And I actually used what you guys said a lot of the times during my broadcast. This weekend, I'll be at yeah. Delaware State. I got oh, yeah? South Carolina State at Delaware State. Nice. This weekend, MIAC game. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I use that, man. So, you know, you got to know when to, you know, you guys told me sometimes you got to take the moment and not say much at all. Yeah, you know, let the game breathe a little bit. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what you said. Let the game breathe. So, I mean, I use that stuff. But that's when you brought it up. You know the great John Taylor played at Delaware State. Oh, get out. The 49ers during their great years. John Taylor. Receiver, Delaware yeah, 82, State. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
Wow. Yes, sir. Who are the, the who, linebackers? Were they playing too? South Carolina State? Yeah, South Carolina State. Because they put a yeah. lot of guys in the pros. Yeah, South Carolina State. Uh, the a linebacker from too, the right? Colts. Darius Leonard. Yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Monster, that guy. No, they, they can put up some points too, right, this year? Oh, yeah. yeah. SC State. Where so is at, that game? At Delt State. Oh, okay, so that's okay. like Dover, I think, right? Yep, yep. So it's like a home game now, for me. Not yeah. as home I was going to say, but... it, you don't get the benefit of – you know, a nice hotel, a nice dinner <laughs> yeah. that you can write off. This right. Is just yeah. Drive up to the game. Doesn't that yep. kind of take away a little bit of it? Well, you know what? It, it actually takes a couple bucks out of my pocket because I don't get per diem. Uh, if you just driving up there, you don't get per diem for it. You don't get, you know, I don't even get oh, miles. Yeah. It has to be over 150 miles one ah, way. What a joke. Yeah. I hate to I'd do say, it to myself. You got a bad deal, man. You got to get a better deal. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be mad in a little bit, you know what I'm saying? After a while, I'm right. like, hey, you guys gotta pay me once I get better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Start then I can start commanding some money. But right now, hey, I'll take what I can get. Oh yeah, John Shelton is correct on the stream. Hargrave went to South Carolina State. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. That's gigantic. See, I'm, let me let me write this down. Yeah, man, this is all you stuff. Have <laughs> this is all stuff for you in the second half if this thing right. turns into a blowout. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Where you could second level the second half with some stuff there. You know, I remember. All right. Uh, real quick, before we get into some stuff here with our squad, as some news popped in earlier this morning, we yeah. mentioned the Barrett reference when we brought this up earlier, and it happened again this weekend. Jet motion. Burrow oh, rolls to the right. right open. He throws. It's caught. Mixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. That's a block oh, from Chase baby. and runs it into the Boom. end zone. What a call. What a block. Touchdown, Cincinnati. <laughs> see, now I could see if, if Tony Romo did that to Jim Nance's play-by-play, you could say he might be drunk. Well, what's right. this guy doing? He's got to be quiet. Let him. Take oh, it in. yeah. <laughs> That's disrespectful, oh, baby. man. Doesn't he say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs> uh, oh, baby. No, you know, you like be quiet, he didn't even man. let the play-by-play guy get it out before he jumped in no. on what was going on. Oh, no. wide open. <laughs> this Crazy. is fantastic. I couldn't help myself. I saw that on the prep sheet. Yeah. I tell Ridiculous. you what, if Mike Quick did that to uh, Merrill Reese, he'd be pissed. Can well, you it's ironic that? because doesn't it happen the other way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the other way it does. Yeah, <laughs> Quick is given this oh, great, man. like, you know, explanation of what just happened, and then Merrill will just, like, jump right in on him. <laughs> it's insane. So, oh, man. we look at that. Super chat, appreciate it. Wildebeest Davenport, thank wow. you. Definitely not necessary, but always appreciated. Do we think Nick Sirianni will have a better game plan running the ball this week against the Raiders? We'll hit that, and then we'll talk about Lane Johnson, and then whatever the hell else happens from now until twelve thirty when Martinez joins us. So let's well, Zach Ertz too. Again. Since right, uh, since well, yeah, that's right. Ertz happened over the yeah. weekend. Yeah. So we've got Ertz before that lane, but before that, Wildebeest Davenport here with the Super Chat. Beautiful. <laughs> Barrett, why don't you start, man? You're you're the expert. Oh, what do you mean expert? I mean, all I'm going to say is this. They have not been overcorrecting like we said they were going to do, which is pissing no. me off, man. There's no self-scouting going no, on No, there's that's not. All, that's all lip service. Right. So, you know, yeah. let, let's, let's get into that. That's That's – 
that's what's pissing me off because the players that are playing are using the intangibles in which why they were drafted. You know, you you look at at Hertz. Hertz is a guy we know at the end of the game he can close game. He's he's very competitive at the end of the game. That's what he does. He wins games at the end of the game. But we need the first three quarters to be good. He's always won the the fourth quarter. But now the first three quarters, we got to get them going in the right direction. Now we got to stop all this RPO stuff, bro, because at the end of the day, it's just not working. Teams know how to defend it. All they're doing is the, they're reading the defensive end, they're crashing him, and they're letting the make and making the linebacker stay back at linebacker depth, which is throwing away the running lanes. It's not allowing him to hand the ball off. So now he's yep. just improvising from that point on. You know what I'm saying? They're keeping a guy in the passing lane and they're stopping him from handing the ball off because they're crashing the end. So he doesn't get so now he's improvising the entire play, which means he's impro- improvising the entire game. We've got to call a different system. Now, also, <laughs> go ahead. Can I ask real quick? Let me, let me just jump in because I'm not making a point. I'm jumping in to ask you something here. It seems to me that Sirianni is essentially handing the game plan over each week to Jalen Hurts and saying, you react to what you see, and then and then that's going to dictate what you do. Not to say that there aren't design plays, that there aren't even a design run play or two that we see, but for the most part, especially to what you're saying as far as the RPO, it's almost like a bailout of Sirianni not having to call as many plays in order to just put the ball in Hertz's hands. But why would you do that with, with a kid who's still learning how to play right. this position? He's played like you know, nine games. You know what you get for that, Ten games. You know what you get for that? And ah, da, da. Because if you're saying that, what makes you think a defensive coordinator is not saying the same damn thing? Right. Yeah, it, it is He's amazing. He's saying the same thing. It's amazing when you look at it like that, Aton. It's it's almost like Sirianni sort of like, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to let the kid make the call. You know what I mean? It's almost like you're setting him up to fail in a, in a way. Now, it is. Who that's would, exactly what it is. Yeah. And you Sirianni, know, like, do we really think Sirianni is the mastermind behind something like that either? And and I don't want to get too deep into that. But you're going front I can't, office. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, again... Again, the easy chips that would fall would be, all right, put it all on Hertz. There's no way that he's going to be able to handle it all on him this early in his career this year. Then at the end of the year, we say, hey, look, we tried. We have all these picks. Look, that Dolphins pick may be number one it when be. it's all said and done this year. <laughs> yeah. So who knows at that point? I've seen Russell Wilson. I've seen D. Sean Watson. I've seen Aaron Rodgers. I've seen anybody else that his name's popped up that's likely to be traded thrown out there so who knows maybe this is some sort of setup for failure but it's my point in bringing all this up to barrett's point about the rpos and what they were doing to that question about running is just it seems like a bailout so please right, continue so yes. i was just trying to so further Aton, that this so this is what they're doing you know and, and 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 i want i want you know people on the stream to visualize it also now in rpos you know you can hand it off and but you only hand it off when you're reading the backside defensive end. So if that backside defensive end crashes down, you don't hand the ball off, you pull it. But if that backside defensive end goes up the field, that's creating a running lane in between him and the tackle or the him and the nose guard. Him and the guard. So yeah. you hand you hand it off. Now he you the running back, not a running back and run through that hole. Well, what yep. teams are doing, they're slanting that end down. Now he has to pull the ball. But usually when you do that, when you slant an end down, you have to scrape a linebacker outside to fill the gap that he just let go. 
but teams are smart. Defensive coordinators are smart. They're not scraping that that um that linebacker. They're mm-hmm. keeping a linebacker at linebacker depth. So when you go from the you are you don't run you don't run now you go to the um the p the passing version of. It. So when you go to the pass, the reason why you run throw the pass is because that linebacker has vacated because the end is slanted. But that's not happening. That end is I mean that linebacker staying at linebacker depth. So that's where the passing lane is supposed to be at for Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. But he didn't he didn't he didn't follow the slant. He didn't slant down. He stayed at linebacker depth. So now he can't throw the ball to that guy that's supposed to be open from that linebacker that's supposed to have been disappeared to scrape from when that that end slanted. So that's just I mean it's like all right then. So now there's no nothing else after the RPO. Right. Now it's you're on your own, buddy. Hmm. Now you as a quarterback, I, all right, they took away my fast pass lane here. They took away me running the ball here. What do I do now? now and that's what? it in a nutshell. So now you're improvising. Yeah. Now they're saying, well, Jalen Hurts is improvising too much. No, he has to improvise because defensive coordinators are stopping the RPO. So what do you do from there? A smart offensive coordinator slash head coach would do a regular drop back pass. If you want to pass the ball, give him a regular drop back pass and incorporate a draw play in that pass, something like that. Do something original. So if you have an RPO now, let's run an RPO with a, with a, with a draw play. So are we going to run the draw? We're going to act like we're running the draw. That way you look like you're pass blocking. You get the defensive line going up the field, hand the ball off, and now you know you, you got lanes because you know there are different lanes with people rushing the passer. So there's little holes and gaps in there. Now you have an RPO, and if you want to pull it, the linebackers have to drop because they see pass. Now you have a passing lane again. Well, There's little things that you can do to do it, but they're just not doing it. For what it's yeah, worth, the, the Raiders' defense is even worse against the run than the Eagles thus far. So, which is year. amazing because Denver did not or was not able to take advantage of it. Right. I, I guess... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to ask. How often do we see teams that are struggling in any type of offensive setting just all of a sudden change it and fix it? Go from vanilla to rocky road with sprinkles and vanilla frosting and all this other shit on top of it overnight. Anytime you have to. Wouldn't it beg the question, why wouldn't they be doing it earlier? Like, what are they waiting for? Mm-hmm. What well, so took you so Maybe long. they just don't have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's what people are asking. Or, I mean, the, the two things that people are asking, especially, you know, my, my, my co-host Seth. Seth is like, all right, then, this, this this is the question I have. Are we not running it because the head coach slash offensive coordinator does not know any other offense? Or are we not running it because we don't trust Jalen Hurts to run that type of offense and change that type of offense? And there's the question that, you know, either way is damning to both answers. If you think, if you look at it that way. Either the, the the play caller is inefficient or the quarterback is inefficient. So where do we go? Let's just try something new, period. How about we just line up under center and run the ball for once? Then you can run boots because I found it hard to believe that that um they said that they run boots, boots and 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 you know nakeds. I didn't see any boots right. and naked until I re-looked at it. And they run boots and naked out of out of um out of shotgun mm. you can't run boot and naked out of shotgun to make it look like a run play it just well, doesn't work the yeah. offensive line may look like they're doing it but the you know the fact the mere fact is you're 
trying to run it out of a you know drop back I mean out of a um shotgun meaning you got you're faking like you're doing a draw I mean like you're like you're running a you know a, a, an RPO and then you boot out mm. it's not giving you really a look of a run play it's just not doing it so it doesn't work so the fact matter of fact you said you're doing it it's not working because you don't have the effect of being under center. They never go right. under center. Right. Well, How I know, do you not go under center? I know there was a disagreement between Seth and the football coach on the post game when uh, Sirianni was saying in the in the press conference afterwards that, you know, a couple of those uh, r- runs that Sanders had late in the game uh, were out of RPOs. And Seth said they weren't RPOs. They are not RPOs. He handed the ball off. Right. And no point did he try to pull it. He wasn't reading anything. He handed nope. the ball off. Mm-hmm. So that's another lie. You can't <laughs> you can't just say anything you want to say and think that you know that's one thing about fans here in Philadelphia. If you're lying, they're going to call you out on it because they watch film just like just like they're us. Yeah. They go back right. and watch the film. You can't just tell me that it's raining outside and you're standing over me. Oh, I can't say that cuz that'd be wrong for me to say nah, sky sky's <laughs> watching you can't say that stuff, yeah man. you know what I'm saying? You, you just can't tell yourself. me that's rain yeah you can't tell me that's rain no right i know football i can watch football break down plays there's nothing new under the sun in football they just put another name on it and dress it and put it back out there right football is football is football it's the same stuff you was we do the same drills i did in, in pop warner high school college to the nfl Nothing changes. You just put a new a new ribbon on it. You put a new name on it. Football doesn't change. It's the no. exact same thing they were running back in the day, running it now. Now, what kind it, of a boost do you think they could get uh, this week if Lane Johnson gets back on the field and starts? Just from Which a, he is. He, he is going to be back. It looks well, like, he's back with right? the team. I don't know if he's going to, yeah. you know, I still don't know if he's going to play this Sunday. I would assume he, he's going to play, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. Well, it's. It, for one per one person's gonna love it, and and that's gonna Malata. be my lot. My gets to go back to the left side, <laughs> right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. he's comfortable at. You know what I'm saying? He can dominate at. Um, another person's gonna be happy about that. It hurts. Mm. I mean, hurts gets you know three fifths of his starters back. Three fifths is is way better than just him being the only starter uh, two weeks ago. Right. So. Still bring down a comfort two guys, level. which is crazy. Right, right. But it still brings a comfort level to, to, to the offense. It'll bring a comfort level. And also, what's what's really going to be big that, you know, you can't downplay is the emergence of Dallas Goddard. Now he's the man. Now he's, he's going to be. be on the play. He's going to be on the field. So there's no more excuses on not making him one of the number one threats in the offense. He's that good. You give him the rock, he's going to perform. He's going to get yak yardage. Yeah, he can now be playing from underneath Zach Ertz's shadow. He will be the man. So I'm loving this, man. I just want to know when they're going to get that uh, six foot eight um, quarterback slash tight end back. When does he come back? Well, I guess what, like maybe um, week seven or something. Yeah, I don't know. Are they relying on him though, Higby? He, not no, Higby. not Higby. no, not Higby. Uh, uh, Jax, uh, Tariq. Jax, yeah, yeah. Ty, Ty was it Ty Jackson? Yeah, I think so. Well, Kid from I mean, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, quarterback from Buffalo. Right now, he has you know he's 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 fully entrenched in being a tight end now, so he'll make some hay. Toll will make some hay. They'll be good, bro. They'll be all right. They'll definitely be all right. How about that Arizona offense now? Plus Zach Ertz. 
That's kind of an embarrassment of riches, right? It is, man. And minus their head coach, who, yeah, I get it. Head coach oversees a lot, but that guy is the offense. Yeah. They didn't even blink. Like Cliff Cliff Kingsbury could do that job remotely. That's essentially what we just found out is that he could sit at home and zoom in upstairs and call plays. Well, I like, think Kyler that, I, Murray is unstoppable. Well, Shan, can he do that? I, th- I thought that he couldn't have any contact with him at all. No, no. I'm just saying, like, the fact that they didn't even need him on well, the they, sideline to manhandle the yeah. football team. You're well, right, man. And Baker Mayfield was just awful. Yeah. He is yeah, a dog. Terrible. He, he I, stinks. Yeah. He I, really I'm out on stinks. him. Well, he yeah. had opportunities, and he, I know. Just, he looked like a backup. I mean, look, yeah. how many times have we seen guys step up? He looked like a Daniel Jones in crunch time. He just mm-hmm. wilted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awful. That was a big spot for the Browns to prove that they're really something uh, this year, and they, they just flat-out failed. Well, what are they talking Terrible. about rumors as far as Odell Beckham coming here? What? Here? Yeah, they were talking about yeah, coming here? A, I don't want trade him. For him. I don't want him. Wait a I mean, second. I, I saw yeah, a couple. He's... I saw a couple rumors about that. Yeah, a, a couple. You know that rumors. song, rumors. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good Fleetwood <laughs> Mac tune. And then you got to you got to get on a skateboard though and drink uh, cranberry juice while you're listening to it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Don't you remember that meme from earlier in the year? Yeah. I mean, I, Harry yeah. Higgs got involved with that, the golfer. Right. Yeah. That's right. Harry Higgs got all higged up on that, right? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, Lane God. Johnson is back. We got to talk about that. We'll, we'll take a quick one here. We appreciate all you here riding with us on the middle. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and subscribe away. Comments I see are buzzing. We appreciate the super chats as well. Definitely not necessary, but always appreciated. Lane Johnson is back, so we'll talk about what we know, which doesn't seem like a ton. And then also, what time is Jason coming on here? 1230. 1230. 1230. Okay. The, 1230. The, the, the Flyers host the Kraken tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. And of course, they started their season on Friday night with a loss and a shootout to Vancouver. So we got to talk a little hockey well, for once. Totally Kraken out. Is that what you are? Yeah, we're cracking up. You're the Kraken man. I thought you can't. <laughs> isn't that? Yeah, you can't say that. You can't call somebody a Kraken. Get in trouble nowadays. For that. <laughs> Come on, we're back at three. It's the middle. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What they say about Lane? What do you mean? What they say? They didn't say anything about him. Come back. I'm looking up. I'm looking up now. Well, he just put out a statement that he's, you know, about what was going on and that he's back with the team and appreciates all the support. I think everybody's just assuming that he's going to play, and I think he probably will. But I, I, you know, he's been gone for a couple of weeks. Three you weeks. Know. Yeah. And he definitely is dealing with something. It well, sounds like it sounds like Brandon Brooks anxiety like all yep. over again. Really, well, it says Lane Johnson returning to Philadelphia Eagles after two week absence addresses mental health. That's Tim McManus. Um, he was gone he for three that. weeks, wasn't he? He was gone three. Yeah, he yep. was gone three he weeks, missed, yeah. like three games, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to rejoin my team. They had the eleven. Yep. Oh, he did. You know, right. says, I'm grateful for the entire Eagles community and look forward to continue to play in front of the best fans in the world. I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? That's something, you know, that, you know, not a lot of guys um, in the NFL really want to talk about, but it's something that's very, very prevalent in the NFL. I tell people all the time that, you know, dealing with, you know, super athletes is a reason why you have an athlete be as gifted as he is. Because his mind can take um, things past the threshold that others' minds won't let him do. You know, he can go past what the average person can because he has he has almost like uh, a mental uh, a mental capacity to get past what a regular person would say. Oh no, I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as mentally and physically with your body. So sometimes mental health is something that's very very serious. That's why I, I, 
I was never the great, great athlete because I would stop. If I was tired, I'd stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But most guys can push past that. The super athletes can push past that. They can make themselves even faster than they are by mentally processing things past what the average person can. So, you know, there are a lot of guys with mental health issues in sports because of that. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. definitely a, a, a touch top because you're, you're told, all right, you're a man and you, you know, you know, you, you gotta, you just gotta get it done and everything else. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more to that. It's a lot more to, you know, everything, you know, as, as far as just being in a game, you know, your mental health is something that people really need to start uh, talking about and, 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 you know, embracing as, as something that, you know, we have to talk about as men. Yeah. I think when we've seen reaction on social media and again, this is the worst possible place to use as the sole barometer. But it's very rare that you see somebody, you selfish son of a bitch, get your ass back on the field, right? Yeah. For the most part, it's pretty much, hey, we love you, brother. Like, yeah, whatever yeah. you need, we're here for you. And those are fans who have never met Lane Johnson saying that. So, I, I'm, you know, outside of maybe another celebrity in, in certain regard i don't know because i think certain celebrities have this level of of being pampered uh, if that's perception or reality but people that are professional athletes working busting their ass they're right you know putting it, their body into it sacrificing a lot with their body so maybe there's a little difference between you know ben affleck who's just showing up versus you guys who are breaking a sweat but i guess the point being is that it seems like there is a general acceptance of it from yes. our fan base, which is understanding and extreme understands it too. Yeah, the stream understands too. You know, David Himes Jr. He says Sean Andrews, same thing. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand. It's just like, you know, most talented people, gifted. Well, I say most gifted people go through that. You know, Michael Jackson, Prince. You know what I'm saying? People that are so talented that you know, like I said, they can push past. The limits that most people can. So that's, I mean, that's that, that that's just my spill, I, you know, just for me. You know, I'm I'm not saying anything. It's no medical uh thing to back me up. What I'm saying, I'm just saying my perspective of me being around great athletes yeah. and great entertainers. You know, they can push it past what average people can't. I usually push it past the average on Saturday nights. Right, that's usually my <laughs> night. Hey, that's that's my night to go to the, the limit. limit. Yeah, exactly. Take Push it, it to, to the limit, limit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. that's my stateside glass. I didn't get my state. Right. Wait a second. Who, who glass, sings that song get... there? Who sings oh, that song? Oh, you got the bottle. Harry, you remember? What, yeah, which that's, song? Uh, that's um, that's uh, Push it to the limit. That's, Isn't uh, that from Scarface? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I was thinking about um, the you're thinking, you're thinking Salt and Pepper. Push it. Push it real good. I'm thinking of that song. Push it to the limit. Yep. It wasn't that on Rocky yeah, it is Scarface. It's when they had showed the tiger and everything. Right, oh, right. Really? What's wrong yep. with you? Dude, right, I don't, right. I don't recognize that. Push it to the limit. Walk along the razor's edge. But don't look down. Just keep your head or you'll be finished. Come on. Who you remember that? I thought you were talking about Rick it? Ross, man. Rick Ross got pushed Paul, to the limit, too. And I push it. Paul Engelman? And I ride. And I ride. Paul, it says Paul Engelman. <laughs> Paul Anka. Paul Anka? Not Paul Anka. <laughs> no, not Paul Anka. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Rick Ross. Limit. 
We're Pass all seeing it too, don't of no return. Yeah. Reach the top, but you still gotta learn how to keep the, the stream it. is agreeing with Barrett that it's Rick Ross. It's They're Rick on that Ross, page. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I push and I push. That's not push it to the limit, though. So yeah, this it is. is an push iconic song. Yo, yeah, you're this talking is... about the iconic song. Well, yeah, that's right. what I mean. He probably is it sampled in there? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, oh yeah. well, there you go. He oh. buried the lead, so he's lifted it from this song from yes. one of the most iconic movies ever in Scarface. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's called. And you're gonna to... give it to Rick Ross? Yeah, man. Not Paul Angerman. <laughs> Welcome to the limit. Paul Take it, baby, one step more. The power game still playing you. Come on, you don't remember this? <laughs> wow. We can't play it, so you're stuck with me singing this shit. Right, 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 right. Hey, but I did push it to the limit uh, this week with, with, with stateside vodka. Yeah. I didn't get the glass, but I definitely got the vodka. As you can see, I had a great weekend because this is empty. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See the, Paul wow, Angerman. Just, wow. Yeah, Paul Angman. Yeah, he's got right? some great hair. This guy. You Let me look. I got. See now, I got to look him up. What's his name? He had a Paul, hit. Paul Angerman. E N G E M A N N. Angerman. Angerman. Yeah, he had a hit. Wow. Is an American former pop musician best known for his '83 song "Scarface"? <laughs> Push it to the limit. In That's... parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> and all I did is put up. I put up images. Oh, he's got the hair. He's, he's got, got the, the hair, man. <laughs> he's got the hair. I tell you, he's, he's pushed that hair to the limit. That's <laughs> what? You're darn right. What do you call that? Because it's big. and How do you get it to stay that big? That's big hairspray, bro. That's a whole lot of hairspray. <laughs> wow. He's still around. He's still kicking. Oh, What's yeah? his second most famous song? I bet you that's been lifted, too. <laughs> what is he... Um. Like I I don't understand. Like no, nah, I'm what out do you on call what type, what do you call that? What do you call that hair? I mean, is it like um you know it's big hair, it's big it's band, 80s it's hair. like metal 80s hair. hair. Yeah, know? it's oh, all okay. the all the crap that Mertitis used to listen to piled up, all those guys. It's right. metalhead hair. Well, exactly. I would I wouldn't say it was like you know, business in the front, a party in the back. No, that's like a mullet. A, no. Yeah, mullet. Yeah. That's party everywhere, right? Yeah, this is a full <laughs> right. party. Yeah. <laughs> Not a full parlay, but a full party. Right now. <laughs> He's now, what do you think of this? For that. <laughs> the Ravens are now plus a thousand to win the Super Bowl. What? Well, the Ravens. Imp impressive win yesterday. That was one of the most impressive performances of the weekend. Yeah. Our yeah. Packers are down to a thousand. So they we are. have clearly jumped. Yes, we have clearly jumped this by at least 55% of the value that's been dropped. What so the that? Ravens have dropped a little bit as well. But I'm thinking. As far as just an individual bet, not a collective bet, we have that covered with the Packers. This is probably going to drop even more so, right? With the Ravens, they're going to continue to win games. It's not like all of a sudden they're going to fall off. The Cardinals are plus 1,100. How about that? How is that possible? Wow. No faith. None. There's no faith whatsoever in Arizona. Look, Buffalo and Tampa are at the top. And then you have the Chiefs and the Rams and the Ravens and the Packers in that order. And then you have the Cardinals at plus 1,100. Packers are plus 1,000. Cowboys plus 12. Hmm. I, Cowboys plus 1,200. I think if you were going to take a flyer, wouldn't it be on both Arizona and Dallas? Yeah. Well, at this point, let's just fly under the radar, man. You want to fly under the radar. Like Arizona, 
they're flying under the radar also. It's good not to have all that pressure on you to win, win, win. They're not flying under the radar anymore. I mean, Kyler Murray's the MVP candidate. Mm, you know about that. I mean, he's got to be in, in front. A, a time Him and Dak. Any odds on that? I think Dak Him might be Josh higher. Josh Allen. Though. Josh Allen, yeah, right. You guys are leaving out Dak. Dak has shown that he, he's the man right now. Dak is the man. Well, it's probably good value with Dak. Yeah, great value. He'd be yeah, third or fourth. Lamar Jackson would be up there. Yeah. Yep. Play. I was just looking at those Super Bowl odds. Sorry. Yeah. If you want player futures, Murray's at four hundred. Allen at four fifty. Dak at five fifty. Brady at seven. Five. So, what about I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson and Rogers have already won it. Herbert's pretty much knocked himself out unless he goes on some crazy run here. Mm-hmm. Stafford. I mean, they are right behind Arizona if Stafford somehow wins the division I like man I I I do like um the Rams still man they they're just a good team to me man mm-hmm. I, I like what they do they're they're well balanced even though the Cardinals right now man it, just like you said they just got Ertz man can I you know. imagine his offense now they get nothing Ertz. out of their tight ends currently <laughs> Nothing. Seriously. No. Like, you can't even name him. Right. It, it, it's hurt. That's why they pulled the deal off. Right. But now, oh, they might be unstoppable. Now he has a safety net. He has a guy he can just dump it off to. That's crazy now. He didn't have to push the ball down the field anymore. He can just dump it off the um, Ertz. That's another first down. That's another first down. And then go over the top to green. Well, That's a, and look what happened last yesterday where deandre hopkins is back to doing some big things right (laughs) so difficult when you have those other guys if it's kirk who also caught a pass touchdown pass if it's aj green who caught a touchdown pass right these guys are now threats think about how much more difficult it is and how much easier it should be for hopkins but how much more difficult it is for any defense and you're right. You've got look. They still throw two out of the backfield every now and again. So Kyler Murray has what five guys, six guys he can now throw the football to. That's yeah, crazy, it's ridiculous. Man. You know, I mean, nobody even talks about you know Christian Kirk or or more right. on that squad. Now we're getting ripped on the stream here because we didn't include "Take It to the Limit" by the Eagles, and we should be ashamed. The reason that we didn't do that is because we can't hit the high note. Okay, on that song. Yeah, but that's also take it, not push it. True. True. And when Harry was mentioning the limit, it was like not push it to the limit, the song. So therefore we pushed it. That's why Rick Ross's song came up. Right. That's why Salt Peter and Peppa push it. Yeah. Salt and Peppa. Yeah. Anything push it related. We need a reunion from Salt games. and Peppa. What do they look like these days? They uh, were on, weren't they on a Geico commercial recently? Probably. Yeah, they were. That's right. Probably. They were. Yes, right? they were. Yes, they were. Yes, I yes, I do. Oh. Come on. They 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 look old. They was well, it? Yeah. They look old, but they look yeah, push it. Our age. Geico, push it. <laughs> they look our age, man. Yeah, but I mean, are they still uh you know getting it done? Nah. No. Peppa might be. Yeah. You know who's on a Geico commercial now? What's his name? Uh Montel Jordan. The six foot, the six foot seven, six foot eight singer. Okay. Really? This is how we do it, dude. Oh, that guy? I haven't yeah, seen that one he, yet. Yeah, he's got a commercial. He also knows how to do it. This is how we do it. 
Oh, is that right? Yes, you got to look that up. Is this new? At the next break, you got to look it up. The oh, Pushy commercial is three years old, or no? Yeah. Part of me, it's seven years old. Look at Montez Jordan. His his Montel Jordan. He he his commercial is new. It's like within oh, the last goodness. couple months. See, right, I got to be honest. Barrett is on top of his commercial game. We've questioned and forced him, and now we got it. <laughs> have you seen this commercial? I don't think I've seen this one. Yes, I have. Wait, is it the general or is it Geico? Uh. Uh -oh. it's the, uh, you know what? I don't know. It's just insurance. I'll just say insurance. Isn't Shaq I think the it's guy Shaq. peddling? Montel shows Shaq how to do it. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's Shaq, it's the general. It's the general. Right. Yeah. It's the general. What doesn't Shaq have his hands in, man? Dude, he's got his hands in everything. Pizza. He just bought insurance. He did? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy, he's, right? He's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a tweet here. Um, Jacob Media put out a tweet with a quote. Uh, from Grayson on Fox 29, probably might have been on with you, Aton, saying that no, this, this offense this morning. Oh, this offense is killing me, and I think it's killing Hertz. And then McMullen quote tweets it and says, The civil war between the Eagles fans is here. Is it Sirianni's play calling, or is it the coach protecting the QB? Now, why would you be protecting See? the QB when you're trying to figure out what he can handle and what he can't? Well, there doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing: the coat. Yeah, go ahead, Barrett. Sorry. Well, what what it is is, you're asking, um, you're asking this this offensive play caller to call more plays. What what if Hertz is not able to go out there and run that type of offense? Well, so. the offense that they're running flat out stinks. Okay. So whatever <laughs> I mean, aren't they supposed to be trying to I'm I'm getting to a point here where I'm thinking, like, is this just another fancy way to tank? In other words, it be. If, if if Sirianni is more capable of calling plays that maybe fit a skill set of a guy like Flacco or Gardner Minshew, then why the hell isn't he in the game to play, you know, to try to win? Or right, are, they just, no... are they just throwing Hurts out there with this this Harry High School garbage, uh, intending to lose games? That's 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 a that's a great Doesn't question because, you know, they have no allegiance to Hurts, none right, whatsoever. Right. So just throw him to the Wolves and do, you know give him this junk offense, yep. <laughs> knowing that they're gonna they're gonna lose a hell of a lot of games. So we can maximize yeah, here's... all the draft picks. Here's the here's what I think the beauty of it all is, and I have to give the Eagles credit for it, and maybe they just backdoor their way into it. I don't know. But everything is so brand new that you can hide behind the fact of every they're just figuring it out. It's a new offense. It's a new coach. It's a new system. It's a new quarterback. There's a new star wide receiver here. Everybody's learning this system from Jason Kelsey to Miles Sanders. All of this stuff that you can use and basically – right away ahead of the year to where no matter how bad it looks to the three of us and everybody else out there, they can fall back and say, look, this was just a new year for everybody. And this is what we got from it. And they can use that for whatever end result that they have, mm -hmm. but it's built in. And well, that's we, ridiculous. Well, that's see, there lies a problem. You know, we, 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 we haven't tempered our expectations. You know, we're still the same Philly fans that think that, you know, we're only four years removed from a Super Bowl, so we should be good. We should temper our expectations because this team doesn't have what they need, doesn't have his, you know, this head coach doesn't have his athletes here. These are still, you know, Doug's athletes. These are mm -hmm. Doug's players. 
So we should be giving them a break, but they went out and screwed everything up by winning the first game against Atlanta. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? It got everybody, you know, going again. You know what I mean? And True. that's just what we do. That's what we do. That's what I do. That's what we all do. We all see it. We all see that bull out there, but we we encourage that bull to think it's supposed to be good. And that's what it is. <laughs> it's wild, too, because I know a lot of us thought, okay, well, these guys, they may have something, and maybe we're going to be wrong and all of this. And I don't know. If anything, I think the Civil War may just be lack of talent versus lack of organizational consistency, or maybe there's a better word for consistency, but lack of that, or maybe lack of talent versus organizational failure. Hmm. It it might be a little bit of both, you know, because we still got to talk about the athletes they brought in. Wilson sucks. Right. He absolutely sucks. He Kerrigan. is not a good Kerrigan. linebacker. Kerrigan right now yeah. sucks. I, I didn't think play. that would be possible. He made one play and a guy ran right into him behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. I think I might have been able Amazing. to make that play. So, yeah. you know, we, we there's so many things we can look at. You know, we talk about – and we – I was I – was, just number one, point the finger at me. It's my fault. But I said that this offensive line would be a top five offensive line. Yep, it happened right here on this very station. I said that. If they stay healthy. And that was like the dagger, the kiss yeah. of death. If they stay healthy. And, and Ash puts it correct on the stream. Of course, this is the year where the QB prospects in college are underwhelming. Yeah. And the Eagles have three picks in the top ten. Well, yeah, yeah, but those three picks could be parlayed into getting a veteran in here. So, Dude, Bro, that's Carson. I would think that's Carson's would draft, man. That's exactly what Carson's draft was. Yeah, Carson draft. Yeah, look, they were Jared Goff sucked. now. Yes, they suck at the top man. of that draft. Yeah, yeah. You've I got hate... your boy Dan Campbell calling Jared Goff out. How about I, that? I hate to do it to Dan Campbell. <laughs> well, here's the thing: Carson Wentz hasn't looked bad. At least he hasn't looked like the problem. No. Maybe I'm missing something. And I'm not even talking about just Monday night. Like, look, okay, it's the Texans, but they beat the utter piss out of the Houston Texans because of Carson Wentz. Yep. Yep. Yes, they did. Didn't T.Y. Hilton return? He did. He had a pretty good game, too. (laughs) That might be. Helps to have T.Y. back. (laughs) Right? Helps to have him back. Now, you look at anything tonight before we break and start the second hour. Buffalo. You look at anything tonight on the board? Might take the baseball game tonight. Boy, I gotta tell you, when when did the Eagles play? Thursday, right? So yes. yeah. And I put this out there so people could see the proof of it and not think that I made this crap up. But it's now three of six games. And coming into Thursday night, it was two of five that Jalen Hurts has scored the final touchdown. So I took that bet and now it hit. It's three of six games. And here's what's crazy about it is I don't think that it's that wacky and that like coincidental of a trend. I think there may be something to it because he always has the football in his hands, especially when this team is down. And if it's a go ahead touchdown against Carolina, if it's something like whatever it may be, or, you know, moving the ball down for it. Right. He's always going to have be in position from run to get over the end zone from big play to small play. It's just crazy. It seems like that's that the only way they out. can run in the red zone is with him. Well, he that's you know just I mean? intangible. Yeah. That's just intangible. Now we have to figure out a way in which we can get that going from the first to third quarter. But, you know, that's one of the things that made him 
uh, the player he was, you know, winning the big games because at late in games, he he definitely relies on himself. He'll call his own number and, uh, you know, get it done. You know, period, point blank, get it done. How, why can't we do it in the first the first quarter, the first half? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's utterly ridiculous the way the offense just becomes stagnant the first half of game. They are epically bad on first down, <laughs> on first down as a, oh, as a football team. Worst, it's yes. in- incredible. Yeah. How bad and they that's are. That's the stuff. Like, how, how are you so bad each week between the games? How are you so bad on first down? These are all things that you have the most pre- preparation for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first and whatever that's it may game be. plan first, stuff. Yeah, think, well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about that. You don't know what second down could bring. You don't know what third right. down can bring. You have plays to right. go with the circumstances, but, but at it's least based on, on what down, happens on first down. It basically yes. you know, that's all based on the previous yes. play. The first right. down you're under you're control. At, right, right. And those are your game plan plays that on Wednesday you decided to put into the into the game plan for that particular opponent. So they you should be confident with those calls, right? Well, let's let's take it one point. Uh let's take it one point four. All the teams that I was on, we always ran a first 15. And the first 15 playing mm-hmm. virtually set the tone for the rest of the game. You know, you usually don't deviate from that first 15 because the first 15 is between the quarterback and the coordinator. And you tie things together. These are my best plays. These are the plays that I love. These are the plays we can get it done. And our first 15 have sucked if they have a first 15. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been with a team that didn't have it. It doesn't seem like they have it. It doesn't seem like they have a board in which they look at. So, you know, you take your first 15. And if a play works on that first 15, you put a check by it. So you get through your first 15. You go to the place you had checks by. So you either have a play in which you could, you know, you know, counter and, and do something. Um, the same play in another formation or another, you know, a, another personnel package. Or you have a one up on that play in which you have another play to set that play up. Mm-hmm. And they don't even see them do them that. They don't set plays up. To, to 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 make a big play. No. Yeah. No. They they need another stat in football because I think there's you know everybody talk focuses on third down conversions and everything. And I get why because you're trying to move the chains, but the first down to me, you look at teams that are really successful on first down. I think that needs to be highlighted more. Oh, look at what they you just know? played the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks, they yeah. ran it. They were averaging like 6 yards on first down mm-hmm. on run plays. Six yards? Six is insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy on run play. Think about it, how easy that. that is. You know, then the second down, you're, the whole playbook's open. Yeah, you, you can right? call whatever you want to call. Everything at that point. You right. can take a shot deep. You can do whatever you really want. Well, yeah, you're in control of the game. It's amazing how that works, right? Mm-hmm. I bet you we like averaged, things- I bet you we averaged, we averaged negative one yard around there on, on, first, day, on first downs uh, last week. I got them I all. Catches right there. You want to go through them? <laughs> oh, hold on, we're gonna we're gonna break first, okay? But I want you to think about something. I saw the best description. I forget who tweeted out. I apologize. This was earlier in the weekend or maybe Friday, whenever this was. I apologize, but I saw the best description of Nick Sirianni, and it wasn't even like meant to be this major rip or like some crazy witty joke, but. And I'm paraphrasing the tweet, of course. Sirianni looks like he is an interim head coach. Like he just took over for somebody who got fired. Like a special teams or 
strength and conditioning coach that everybody in the locker room loves because he's never going to get in their ass, just took over a football team. And that's what he looks like on the sidelines. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, wow. if I were just to look at the Eagles each week in a vacuum outside of Atlanta, you're going to get a lot of that mm-hmm. where he's just not in command or not in any field. Yeah, it's true. It really is. All and right. that's infectious over the whole team. At some point, you would think, right? If not yeah. already. All right, you have the numbers. We're going to get to that. What, what do you have? The data? Let's tease that real quick. Yeah, I got every every first down result. Every first down call and result from In Thursday night. In the history night. of Sirianni's No, from Thursday tenure? night. Just from Thursday oh, night. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right, we'll do that coming up. It's... <laughs> As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philippines. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, pure bull dry rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, we are back. You like that, huh? Oh, yeah. I tell you, I was putting it together here trying to figure out what would be some attackable player props for tonight. And I don't know, four or five minutes ago, I was looking at Tannehill's passing yardage at 241 and a half. Oh, pardon me, 237 and a half. Mm-hmm. We hit a break. I go upstairs and get some coffee, granola bar, whatever the hell else. It's now up to 241 and a half. Jeez. Yep. So what is that a reflection that um, it's going to be less heavy on Derrick Henry because they're going to have to keep up with the Buffalo Bills offense? I don't know how Ryan Tannehill isn't on his back uh, more than he completes a pass tonight. Mm. Tennessee's offensive line is the worst, is, is one of the worst, ranked at least. How about Barrett's crew? Like, think about it. The Titans have not turned it around coming into this week. I don't know as far as adjusted over the weekend, but coming into this week, nobody allowed more sacks than the Titans. Hmm. They have a ton of pressures they've allowed. And look, this is Buffalo's defense, not the Chiefs defense. Right. But they haven't even turned it around. Last two weeks, I got to give Barrett's squad some credit here. I don't know what the hell they're feeding them over there in Pittsburgh, but that offensive line has looked night and day better over the last two weeks, has it they, not? They turned the corner. I mean, they they run blocking well, which is allowing them to run the offense the way it's supposed to be run. Hmm. You know, Big Ben can't win a game by himself anymore. He has to rely upon a running game, man, and that's exactly what they're doing. That running game is unbelievable right now, man. They, they did good by going out and getting that rookie from uh, – I mean, uh, getting that, uh, that um, running back from – from Alabama, he has been balling. Derrick Henry? No, <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about Pittsburgh, no, man. Harris, <laughs> Harris, yeah, yeah. Harris he, is amazing. Yeah, isn't he? He does everything, man. He can catch out the backfield. Um, he can block on pass plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know, he runs well in between the tackles. He has, you know, he has the ability to get it to the outside. And their, their offensive line, man, they're playing well. I was looking at their offensive line, man. Um, their center. I thought that, you know, what's his name? Uh, Kendrick Green. I thought he's yep. going to be the second coming, man. This kid can play, man, but he's, you know, he can't stay healthy. Do you have more confidence? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, here's the thing I had a question that I was going to save for the show for Barrett on what happened last night. I don't know if, Harry, did you watch the game at all last night? I didn't watch the Steelers game. No, I'm not okay, signing so- up for Geno Smith. Oh, I'll tell you, something happened in that game that that had me thinking immediately of Barrett, actually asking for Barrett out loud. But before that, as far as tonight is concerned, before we flip the page on tonight, 
and they just took Josh Allen's passing yards down. Is there anything at all? I mean, what's what's the general consensus? The general consensus is, oh, the Bills are going to come into the Titans' house and absolutely smash them into bits, right? This defense yes. is insane. Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. He has to keep up with Kyler Murray, who just dropped four TDs on Cleveland's head. So that's the general consensus, right? What would, I mean, do we think that anything opposite happens? You think the Titans actually have a chance at upsetting? I mean, this would be the night. Well, the contrarian side of that would be that they just do go to Derrick Henry and they control the clock and they control time of possession and, you know, grind up, you know, first downs and cash in in the red zone and and they're in the game in the fourth quarter. That's not going to happen. You don't think so? Well, I'm just saying that's the contrarian side because I agree. Right, right. I don't think Tannehill and, and that offense can keep up with Buffalo. Well, you know, going to try to sling it. The Titans finally figured out, you know, that at this point, Tannehill is 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 not the quarterback they thought he was going to be. You know, he's good, but he's not good enough to get him over the hump. And I think that's what's going on, man. Even though they got Julio Jones back, um, Brown is back. They're still in a position right now. They have to rely on Derrick Henry too much, hmm. way too right. much. And, you know, they, they can't win. You know, you know, Tannehill is not good enough to take them over the top to win a game like that. So, I mean, long story long, it's going to be a long season for the Titans. And also, you know, it's a kink in, in their in their head coach's armor right now. It's definitely a kink. He's not he's not coaching at the level they thought he was going to coach at. So um, that's it in a nutshell, you know. Variable, he's 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 an okay coach, but he's not a, a a championship winning type of coach. Well, and they have a new offensive coordinator too. Yep. I mean, they, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Arthur Smith yeah. has not looked good as a head coach in Atlanta, but he was pretty good OC in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. um, now, do you want these first downs from the Eagles? Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to know what the, you know the yards. Right. Yes. Now, here's the first possession of the game where they ended up scoring. Okay, QB run minus two yards. QB sack minus two penalty on the Eagles. Then we had back-to-back first down penalties on Tampa Bay. Remember one of those was the big pass interference that got them inside the red, inside the 10 yard line. And then they had a five yard touchdown pass on first and goal from, from the five was the scoring play. All right. Mm -hmm. Now their next six of seven possessions, they went three and out. Okay, think about that. Six out of the next seven possessions, your <laughs> offense is going three and out. Here's first I can't down. Even comprehend that. Running back run, they lost a yard. QB pass, they gained four yards. QB run, minus one. QB incomplete pass. QB incomplete pass. QB pass for two yards. All right, that's the next six possessions. All of it ended in three and out. Now, they, this is I don't supposed think- to be an NFL offense. They didn't even have what so what bad. they had like only they only had like what was it in the first half they only had like what under thirty plays didn't they I think eighteen plays I think it was eighteen <laughs> in the first half yeah eighteen plays in the first half well no I know you'd have three out of six uh, it's it was somewhere around there I'll find I think it, it was three but, was it three out of six or seven um. Six out of the seven possessions of the next seven yeah, went three seven. and out. But let me get the total plays. I'll get it off of NFL.com. Wow. Uh, but, I mean, that that is embarrassing. That's very much embarrassing. That, and that, then it, 
And then it goes on. Penalty on Tampa Bay. QB pass for a yard. Think about these pass plays. They're going for one or two yards, and they're throwing the ball. Yeah, because okay? it's an RPO, and RPO yeah. is not working. Now, now they started to, to oh, rack up a couple of yards in the, late in the game when they started running Miles Sanders, plus 11, uh, plus 14. Those were those two big runs that they had on first down. Those were two of uh, – that's in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, it, it, this is uh, – that's not offense. Not at all. <laughs> it's it's just nope. ridiculous. And, but how it's, – It's not it, – it, here's the thing. Let me just ask you this. You're practicing all week for that? Right. Really? Right. That's Like, what the hell are you doing? And and here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not saying you're dicking around, you know, like not paying attention and hitting your pitching wedge while the coach is yelling at you to take a lap. I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying is whatever you're doing, and look, I am giving them the benefit of the doubt. They clearly, with Nick Sirianni and company, practice super hard and all. But it's like... And I'll give you an example. It's like if you don't know what you're doing playing a sport, like swinging a golf club or whatever it is, and you're going out there, you're compounding a, a bad mistake. Like what if they're working on stuff super hard and they're paying super attention and super detailed to stuff, but it's the wrong stuff that they're doing every week because that's what we're getting. Right. Da, da, da. We're getting those low-level no, low numbers. That's terrible. Da, da, da. That, and then you can work as hard as you want to work, but if you're working – in a negative capacity, if you're going backwards and working on, you know, stuff that they already know, the NFL already knows how to stop, then it's all for not. Like you're bumping ahead against the wall, you know, it, for nothing. I mean, they had 20 minutes of possession in the entire game and they had nine minutes of possession in the first half, nine minutes nine out of 30. Minutes. Okay. Crazy. Now I'm going to get to the, the first half stats here. This just takes a while for this damn thing to scroll down, but here we go. First half summary, uh, total, plays total offensive plays 22 for the eagles 40 for tampa bay in the first half Come 22 on, plays so tampa your defense was is on the full control too yeah, yeah. your yeah. defense is on the field 40 times 40 mm -hmm. times 40 plays yep come on man come on oh, that man. first drive when tampa drove down i mean it was like set it was like nine on seven like it was nothing <laughs> right yeah seriously it was there was no like, resistance right, from the defense up. whatsoever none nope <laughs> They were averaging like six yards on first down. Brady must have been like, dude, are you serious with this? I'm just going to sit here and pick <laughs> this apart. Boom, boom, boom. And think about, too, the game. People, oh, they, they got close. They got close. No, no, right. no, no, no. Things lightened up, and they continue yeah. to they take fighting. advantage of that. Yeah. Get out of here. That's that they dog mentality, Aton. Don't disparage the mentality. dog. And it'll be bad if that's the mentality. Not like, Patrol. We it's stuck like around. Rushes. We stuck around. We said not Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. <laughs> That's the mentality that they're dealing with. Paw oh, Patrol. Man. Wow. No dog mentality. There's, there's no Rottweiler. There's no pit. <laughs> Whatever get... the hell this crap is that my son's watching on TV. <laughs> we didn't get we didn't get blown out. Right. Right. That's the wrong right. way to think, bro. The wrong way to think, man. Yeah, that's that's the other thing, right? We didn't get blown out. They kept it close. Yep. Right. Really. They covered. Really. Hey, they covered. They backdoored. And, Nick and, and, Sirianni and, and, screwed over a lot of people, and yeah. I think he did that on purpose. I think he heard yeah. people booing the hell out of him. Right. And he thought, you know what? The majority of people right now probably are booing me, but have the Bucks. 
screw this. We're going for two. Right. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe he'll wear a Doors T-shirt to a press conference this week, and you know Ooh. he'll be humming "Backdoor Man" well, by see, the Doors. You, you see, I texted you guys as soon as I saw that. As soon as I saw what he was wearing, I said, "Oh, I hate to do it to you guys, but I'm gonna t- and I texted you guys what he was wearing." Yeah. <laughs> you both responded like, "Oh, yep. here we go." Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? How that yeah, works. Here we go. Here we go. No, that that. Where'd you get those numbers? By the way, I'm just curious. What numbers? The the first down stuff. Yeah. I got it off the the play sheet. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, and you know you can get every every play. I got it off the play okay, sheet. Okay, I thought that yeah. this somebody was like writing. No, I went back. Or... I went back through it myself. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You just had to do it to yourself, over here. That's yeah, right. Do it I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> well, it makes sense though when you look at it because wow, this is horrific. And then yeah. we're looking at then then we're looking at the defense all funny and all wrong because they're getting all these scores, um, all these points scored on them. But then they're taking 40 reps in the first half. Yep. You know, right. yes, it's you know they shouldn't have t- they should have had made them go three and out. But at the end of the nope. day, you know, if your offense goes three and out after they get a three and out. You're still, you know, you're still on the field way more that you don't have yeah. control over. It. You know what I mean? Right, that's, that's, right. You know, that's 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 a pain in the butt, man, when your office isn't helping you. I mean, that's like a minute. Uh, that's like a minute, minute and a half of rest. Right. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it, though? You know, but well, they go to commercial, so it's a minimum of three or four there. But as far as like time on the field, you can be out of three plays in less than a minute. Yeah. Maybe they try and go two minute offense, you know, hurry up offense, you know, because you know he, he Hertz is, is is really good at that. And right. plus it'll keep that defense off the but then you think if you that's do that, what that is? Well, I mean, if you do that, that just means they're gonna be on the field even quicker if you go three and out. So I understand the rationale why they don't do it, but but I mean Hertz does that pretty well. But at least sometimes the offense somehow starts to click a little bit when they do that. Yeah, and you can at least point. get some yeah. results. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't give you deep, the defense time to respond. And the crazy thing is this past game, they only had four penalties called against them for 47 yards, so they took care of that issue. It turned the corner. Yeah. And I bet you that's what yeah, they're but saying. there's another issue. There, there's constantly something going on. And that's, again, that's the definition of somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, where it's like, oh, people are focused on one thing. You solve that one thing. And then it's like, oh, well, you actually have six other holes you need to fill as well or plug as well. (laughs) And I think that's what we're seeing right now, which is, you know, to that extent of, oh, he fixed one thing. But look, there are six or seven other things that we're upset about. The play calling, the RPOs, what he's Mm -hmm. doing with this offense. I I saw a a coach that was really stressed, though, in that postgame press conference. Oh, yeah. For the first time this year, it, it seems like it's it's really mounting like the pressure. He started to channel Andy Reed with every response. Like, you know, I got to do a better job. Got to put guys in better position. It's on me. I mean, that was basically his, his answer for everything. That's all he kept saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Frank Reich told him that not Frank white, but Frank Reich told him that, (laughs) you know, just, just deny and say, never blame your players. Right. Right. Players probably love that, I'm sure. I don't know well, how much it works here, but it, it worked. I, I know it works elsewhere because I saw Jeff Fisher do that to a T in Nashville. 
But I also know that that stuff doesn't work here or you have to be really you have to be Andy Reid. And even then it infuriated people with Andy Reid. Yeah, it did. It it was like every week. Go ahead, Barry. What? What? How about just go out and do your job, man? I mean, that all this semantics. I don't care anything about that. Just give me, give me some, give me some good play calling, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, your boys got to do a better job. That's what he keeps saying. Right, right. You know, I don't need all that. Just, just, just go out there and get your guys going. Right. What you're doing right now is not working. So if you put, if they go out and come with the same game plan, then why even have them here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, got to change that up. Yeah, where's the innovative play calling? You know, where, where's I don't see anything that is creative. We haven't got it whatsoever. I mean, they do. One week they did go out there and they used the tight end more. I mean, they used the uh, motion more, move guys around a little bit, and they end up winning that game. But then you don't see yeah. any of that the next week. You know, you don't see any movement in the offense. No misdirection. Nothing. Nothing that can you know, make a, a a defense think or put them on their toes. You know, they're always pinning their ears back and pass rushing, and that sucks when you're an offensive lineman. It absolutely mm-hmm. sucks when you know you're going to pass block every single play. It sucks, man, because you got a guy teeing off on you. He's got to pin his ears back. And, you know, how about this? You're a left tackle. You weigh 320 pounds. You're playing against right. a defensive end that weighs about 250, 260. He probably runs a 4-4-40, and you run a 5-2-40, and you're going backwards and he going forwards, and he can outrun you if you guys line up head-to-head. Mm. Now you're trying to block him going backwards every single play? Man, that sucks, man. You want to come off the ball. Use you know use a, a, use gravity a little bit. Use this weight to put that weight on him and press him back as opposed to just letting him come up the field and, and you're chasing him the whole day. I'd rather initiate contact. You know what I'm saying? Use the laws of physics. Hit him in the mouth and move him that way as opposed to him, you know, running around. I got to chase him. Man, that sucks, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. also tackle. You hate that. Mm-hmm. You absolutely hate it. Allow me that to come sounds, off the ball, yeah. get lathered up, hit somebody in the mouth, dog. That They're not getting that opportunity. They're not getting that opportunity. I like that. Hit somebody in the mouth, dog. D-A-double-G, yeah. is that the dog? <laughs> is that for dog mentality? <laughs> No, that's the real dog mentality. Oh, okay. Whatever the hell these guys are doing is on a T-shirt. You don't find that on a T-shirt. Tell them, Barrett. Yeah. Oh, and, and the stream is right. If I see another damn screen outside to the oh. to the wide receiver, yeah, I see one well, more that screen. That ain't going to away. That's all it is. And they I saw – I was watching a lot of Washington and uh, the Chiefs yesterday, and that's all Washington does too. Oh, is it? That's all they're doing. Screens, screens, and more screens. Just get the ball in McLaurin's hands as fast as humanly possible. He had a big drop in that game yesterday. Big drop? McLaurin, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. I I, I just want to see one day where we just run some power football. Let's just go out. We're going to run power. We're going to run Bob. Let's run some some inside zone, some outside Mm -hmm. zone. Just regular football running plays. You ever think we're going to get that from him, though? No. I don't think so. We better. When's the last time we got that? Let's start there. You know what? Honestly, we never got. Let's that. start there. Well, I we mean, never. Chip Kelly was a lot of running inside zones, outside zones, that kind of stuff. That's it. Inside. It wasn't it's, not it's not power. Yeah. No. no, it's not power right. football. Last time I saw that was Deuce, Big Red. Yeah, you know, going downhill. You know, double team, pull the guard around. You know, front side. 
and 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 pick your hole, just get just hit it. One step cut, hit it going downfield. You know, you, you see look at look at you had the best quarterback to ever play the game last week on Thursday. They ran the ball how many times? They it, they were force feeding the run plays. I think they ran more run plays than they did passing plays. Leonard Fournette crushed that total, by the way. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. Because and but here's he the thing, nice though, game. Barrett. Yeah. You know what's wild about Brady, and maybe this is more to Brady, and maybe this is Belichick, or really McDaniel's, and and now Bruce Arians. But and I'm not trying to put him up on some crazy pedestal. How maybe there are other quarterbacks like this, and maybe Mannings and and others, but. It seems like no matter what the game plan is each week, Brady's going to be okay with it. Meaning, yep. hey, Tom, we need you to throw the ball 17, 18 times this week, but we're, we're going to kick the shit out of this team with Fournette, Ronald Jones, some quick stuff to A, B, et cetera. And he's not going to fight back on that. Right. In fact, he may be the guy to offer that up each week saying, hey, look, we got a great opportunity there. I don't know what to expect with the Eagles each week. And that's the problem. You know, you got the best quarterback in the league. If he takes the back seat to the game plan that you implement and he doesn't cry about it, he just goes out and executes it. How about their running record shows that, you know, that's 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 exactly what they need to do. You know, he understands that, you know, you got to run the ball in order to be good. You run the ball. That's that's how they won the Super Bowl last year. Running a rock. Once yep. they established the run, they didn't they, man, they didn't go back to passing the ball like that. They ran the and I'm rock. not listening to the fact that they don't have the talent or personnel. They've got two guys now in Gainwell who can run the football effectively. Did, did Gainwell didn't get a he didn't, he didn't get, a get, sniff get last he didn't week. get much run. No, he, he no, I'm saying they have the talent too. They just don't get the the touches. They don't get the ability to. You could run both of those guys each week. Absolutely, absolutely. Just yeah. give them the ball, man. I mean, it's just ridiculous, bro. It's just ridiculous. You know, I. I get tired of every time I turn around, I'm saying run the ball and use your linebackers. And yet, and still, we never do it. We well, never at, do it. At least the Eagles fans that are going to the game will have fun in Vegas this week. How many people be at the you club. think are heading out there? Oh, I bet there's a big group, man. The Green think Legion so? and a couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be insane. I just are hope there's go no hang fights. out at that nightclub? Which not in the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I was going to the game, I would. <laughs> There's no okay. question about that. Yeah. Did you could I, get in? No. Pretty presumptuous of you, Harry. They're just gonna walk into the <laughs> I VIP. Couldn't, I couldn't get in there. <laughs> Me neither. Not without not without uh Barrett. We'd need right. Barrett or, or Seth. Speaking of which, and I just I had a question here, right? Because I'm watching this game last night. And they showed at the half, and, and I just had it on before I could quickly turn over to uh, an inning or two of the baseball game to kill time in between football halves. But I them saw play. them recount or recant or whatever. No, not recant. Recount, part of me, the halftime show, the celebration show. And I'm looking there, and I see Troy Palomalu. I see Bill Cower. I see all of these Steeler greats who Barrett played alongside with. And then I see, because it's not everybody who was honored, it, people there as well. Then I see James Harrison up there in the owner's box. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Wait, where's Barrett? Where's Brooksy right there? Where's <laughs> yeah. Barrett coming back? Was his invitation lost in the mail? 
No, they what asked happened me. that you weren't there? They asked me to come. They did. They sent okay. the email out. They asked me to come. I just couldn't go. Okay. Now, did good, you respond I, to I the email? I wanted to make sure. Did you respond I, to the email? Like you might have seen the email too late because I, you're that, not checking. My guess, Harry. And, Harry, and don't, Barrett, don't 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 do me like that, Harry. But <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's why <laughs> I couldn't. Wait a second. Did you miss this whole thing? I knew it. You yes, email? I knew yes, it. I didn't get the email soon enough. Weird. I didn't get. I didn't prepare myself to go, and that's exactly. It wasn't though I oh couldn't go. God. I did not see the email oh. saying we could go. You know when I learned about it? I learned about it, it on Thursday. Oh, Thursday. You know why? Because Charlie Batch and all those guys called me and said, hey, man, where you at, man? I said, what do you mean where I'm at? I'm doing the game right now. I said, oh, well, you're not coming up this weekend? I said, what are you talking about? Oh, you didn't get the email? No. Wow. I hate to do it to myself. They Charlie Batch. thought maybe you weren't invited at that point. Like, Batch might be thinking, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said anything here. No, I was invited, wow. man. I got the email too late. I got it. Terrible. And I, and wow. I, I, you know, I was working that night, and I woke up the next morning on Friday. And I see it's plain as day sitting there. And ma- a matter of fact, they sent three emails. One yeah. asked me to go the first wow. time. The next one um, saying, all right, I don't know if you got my email or not. And then the third one saying, we wish you could have came up. We got to get Fadul on again. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the start of basketball season anyway. She'll be doing the the, the pre and post game. We got to get her on. This is wild. We'll get Taryn Hatcher on. We'll get Taryn Hatcher on. She, she, she's... She's uh she's the Flyers uh well we got Martinez we can't have too well, yeah. much Flyers stuff we need people that you deal with we yeah. don't need people that just work in the building with you no right no on her. No, we'd love to have her on I'm just saying as far as people that understand I don't know how up she is on you not checking your emails but right. is well beyond everybody else when it comes to that knowledge because she's dealt with the brunt of you not checking you're right man Fadula she still calls it too. She, she has been in calls. the trenches with Barrett, man. Yeah. She calls all the time. She's like, all right, did you see the email? The big boss wants us to do this. I'm like, no, I didn't see no, it. No, I didn't see it. No. I didn't see no. it. We no. all see it. She called Terrible. me two weeks ago. She called me two weeks ago. Said, yeah, you're on that list. What are you talking about, Amy? The list. I said, what list are you talking about? The list. You got to go through the training. We have to do the training. You were supposed to do training three weeks ago. You haven't done the training yet. Uh-oh. They just sent a list out on email saying, these people aren't haven't done the training yet. I said I, I, I should call you before you get in some trouble. So she called me and told me that I was on the uh, list. She's looking that. out for you, man. She does, man. She does, man. She is a great person. I, and I thanked her for that. And I ended up doing that. I ended up doing my training uh, two weeks ago during the game. Nice. I did the training. It took a full hour and a half to do that training, bro. Sensitivity training, all that stuff. You know, you know, if 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 you know that a movie's coming out and you have a quick, you have a um. You have a quick peek at the movie. Should you put on social media? I'm like, no, you shouldn't put on. So I got to go through all those. That's questions. part of sensitivity training. No, that no. It's oh. different. It's Spoilers? different segments. It's different yeah. segments. It's different oh. segments you got to take. What's you got that sensitivity part? training number one. You got um, you got a a, a a training as far as you know leaking stuff. You know you can't do that. Um, taking gifts. I mean, it's like it's like seven or eight different you know, things you got to watch and, and then take a little test or at the end wow. to make sure you got it. Yeah, man, it was a pain in my butt, bro. But it took like, like an hour. Give me an example of sensitivity training question. Give me, right. like, do you remember one of those? Um, uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see. Um, I want to see how sensitive I am. 
<laughs> you may be the last person. Yeah. To you should actually forward me the test. Forward me the question. Yeah, All right, you know, I'm like the... one of those magazine tests, right? right. <laughs> seven, seven ways to tell that you don't have any sensitivity. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, it just anything, you know. Um, you know, it me even, even as far as you know. Um, All right, here, here's one. Here's one. Okay. Race, gender, you've taken all that stuff. the time. You've taken the time to grill salmon the night before, but you still have half a piece left. Mm-hmm. You bring it. Do you a bring it to work and microwave it at twelve thirty for lunch, or b keep that shit the hell home? No, I, I'd keep that home. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. And like, I love you salmon. Got, you know, that's how you weed people out. Is anybody right. coming to work the next day, microwaving day old fish? Right. You don't no, want I, that person working with you. Okay? I, I would just keep that at home and eat it at home the next day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not or, a mongrel. They say you can't. Now, what would Stazak do? I mean, he ate a, he oh, ate he, a, a month long, month old hoagie. No, he Terrible. didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He, he ate did. what? Yeah, we talked yeah, we about have, it. We have to break. I tell you, you know who knows about that hoagie is the man coming up next. That's He's right. He fill does. Barrett in. I'm surprised Barrett doesn't know about Hoagie Gate. No. no. Not Hoagie Fest. <laughs> 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 All right. We're back in three. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. It's the middle. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. 
Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Look at all the guitars, the goalie masks. Oh, look at this. Is that a Stratocaster back there? We got a wow. trapper here, huh? Oh, the trapper. <laughs> wow, not the trapper keeper. No. <laughs> like, are you at Guitar Center right now, or is this your uh, waffle your board too, huh? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, I'm not at Guitar Center. Oh man, Jay, Hold what's on. up, man? I'd like to go to Guitar Center right now yeah. and, and make a purchase. Yeah, I and no, not a, I'm not a Fender guy, Aton. No, okay. I'm a, I'm a Gibson man. He's a Gibson ah, man. Yeah. You're a Kyle Gibson. You know, he used to sign his guitars. Where are right. you right there? Huh? That's his house. You're in the studio. Yeah, yeah no, I know, but what part of the house is that? Like the studio? Is that something? No, this is a I just rearranged it. for you. I did a okay, little, yeah, little set a set design change. Mm-hmm. Look, man, you know, good. season's open. Season's already opened up. You know, you're going into a game tonight. Got a fresh cut. You know, fresh baldy going, man. You know, right. you're ready to rock right now, huh? You still yeah. walking in the players' entrance? Are that's, you going that's in? That's my question. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were go? talking about the cut on my head. No, did you go through the players' entrance on Friday night or well, Friday afternoon? Think? Of course. <laughs> but I, he How said, else "Am I going to get in, Harry? He doesn't have to wear a tie anymore, so they've cashed it up a little bit. When did that happen? Yeah, no more tie. I don't know. Um, It's just become a a thing that we don't have to wear a tie. The players actually on the plane now don't have to wear a suit. They can wear like a sweatsuit. That's good, man. That's some good football. Who's running this operation? Sirianni? What the hell's going on over there? Look, when the players would get on the plane, as soon as the players get on the plane, they all go to the back of the plane and they get out of their suit and they put on something comfortable to fly in. And because you don't want to be flying in a nice, you know, beautiful suit. Yeah, I know. I used to have to do that with Temple. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah, everybody drops out. Sitting in coach, squeezed in between two people in a suit. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. it's horribly uncomfortable, and yeah. there it makes no sense. So finally, teams are you know a lot of teams are dropping dress codes where you can show up to the game and you know a pair of, a pair of pants and a, and a golf shirt. Let the guys be a little bit more individual. I mean, you see how some of these guys on the Eagles show up. Yeah, right. I mean, they're right. they're wearing they're wearing Sirianni's uh, collection. He needs to do a fashion show, well, by the way. I, I know somebody's going to show up very buttoned up and stiff and rigid tonight, and that's Hackstall as the head coach for the Kraken. What kind of a reception do you think he gets? I don't think it's going to be a good one, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say, Better huh? than Ben Simmons coming back? Well, that's a whole yeah. different ballgame. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think that you're going to get the fire Hackstall chance from the upper deck, and – his time here is not remembered fondly because he made he made the playoffs a couple of times and he didn't make it a couple of times. But like you said, Harry, he was perceived as being mm-hmm. robotic, right? Yeah, right. So stiff. I, I, you know, I know Jordan Eberle, who plays for the Kraken now, spoke and said we're going to do everything we can to get him a win here. It's an important game for us to to get our coach a win 
in, in a city where he used to coach. And it's his first time coming here uh, against the Flyers as a head coach. Now, he came as an assistant coach with Toronto. Right. But this is the first time as, you know, with it, as being the head coach coming back here. But no, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any tribute and golf clap. No, no, no video, video. <laughs> no video no. on the video on the video board wow. by the Flyers. No, I get the sense wow. that that probably is not going to happen. Man, they did it for Carcillo. They won't do it for Hackstall. I don't know that they did it for Carcillo. Man, they did it for Carcillo. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did score an overtime winner in a playoff game. Oh man, that's, in 2010, yeah, that's Car- old car bomb. Yeah, well, I remember the goal call from uh, from Tim Saunders. He's going, Carcillo, 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 because he, he couldn't believe Carcillo scored. He couldn't believe Carcillo was on the ice in overtime, let right. alone scored. Jeez. Well, yeah, well, that's let, unbelievable. Let's, let's get past the semantics, bro. What the hell is going on, man? Is Carter Hart going to, you know, play this year or what? What's, what's, what's going on, man? Playing tonight, played the first game, but, you know, the second period was – you know, they had a great first period. He didn't see much in the first, but in the second period, you know, it, it was a, a couple of weird goals that got scored yeah. on him. You know, it, there, there are certain situations that you got to look at. You look at it and go, you see the number, you go, okay, you get four goals in regulation. That's too many, right? But you look at the one goal, you know, they're on the penalty kill. And I think it was Elias Pedersen took a shot, hits off the shin pad of Proveroff, off the end boards, and then comes back and hits Hart in the back of the leg and goes into the net. I mean, that all happens like that, right? right. And you look at that, like people were telling me, like, well, he should have been tighter on his post. I'm like, no, that's impossible because the shot's coming from the outside. So if he's on his post when that shot's coming, he's showing the whole net. He's preparing for the shot. And then all that happens after. The one I didn't like was the, the fourth one, though, that gets thrown. JT Miller throws it into his feet against the post and it's kind of just sitting there he doesn't know where it is the ref doesn't know where it is and eventually miller finds it and pushes it over the goal line i just don't think he was expecting the shot there and he's got to be expecting it if he was in just a classic as you know how rvh that puck hits his pad and he covers it it's really simple but when it gets into your feet you're taught as a goalie like almost don't move because you're going to knock it in but you can't also go down and cover the puck because your body doesn't work that way you're standing with your leg against the post and you can't go down and cover so it, it was kind of an unlucky goal. Uh, he settled down in the third and in overtime made some really big saves. So that's a good sign. And had a great preseason, the 954 save percentage. So I, I think it'll be fine. It looked shaky uh, at, an, at first blush. Um, I put out a video and it kind of explained everything and broke it down frame by frame. And, you know, in the first goal of the game, he gets sniped. Just, you know, high glove, perfect shot. But mm-hmm. he, he's slightly off angle on that shot. And I kind of showed it. If you're like turned a little bit this way, you're just giving more area up here. If he's turned this way, there's less area to shoot at. And that's how he got beat. So mm-hmm. um, well, they showed it up in front of him. They showed up, you know, uh, you know, Ellis and, you know, poor Rob playing well together. I mean, they shored up the defense in front of him. So it should get a little cleaner now, right? Yeah. And it was. There was a lot better structure, I thought, in front of him. You know, on, on rush attempts, especially, there wasn't as many odd man rushes going the other way. It, they were better defensively because they also were better offensively. You know, better they, – they had the puck more. Last year, one of the issues was they never had the puck, you know, and they were always defending. They mm-hmm. were on the forecheck a lot more in that game. Not, you know, second period excluded, but a lot more in that game. And that – the best way to defend well is to not be in your D zone. Well, with a bunch a of – realistic... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go Eric. ahead. Well, with a bunch What's of new real... names. 
Jeez. Oh, <laughs> communication on this show. Let's go. The last thing you said was go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So what's uh, give me a thoughts now. there? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Exactly. Uh, uh, give me your thoughts. Click. Go ahead. So what? Uh, what's what's a realistic ceiling for this team this year that you can tell us that you know the Flyers honks aren't going to tell us. The realistic ceiling, I mean, it's it's a game in. There's so much to be determined, not only for them. No, but, but I mean, like, every- overall, coming into the season, what, what were you, you know, you have realistic, I think, parameters or boundaries that you can say, which is, all right, this team's not going to win the Stanley Cup, but they're also not going to lose 60 games. Well, I think, it, look, in the NHL, you can't ever say a team's not going to win the Stanley Cup if they're going to make the playoffs. I think we okay. can we can safely say that because we see eight seeds. L- look at the Montreal Canadiens last year. They got to the final against Tampa. They beat some good teams along the way. They went. They beat Vegas. I mean, they manhandled Vegas, right? And that team was one point in the regular season better than the Flyers. One yeah. point better uh, in the standings, better than the Flyers. If you get in, you can win the cup. So you, let's just talk about the playoffs. On paper, they're a much better team. They're better defensively. They're better evenly distributed offensively. They are a little bit older, but they have some more veteran and a lot more character on the team with what they brought in, shipping out Jake uh, Voracek, shipping out Goss Bear, and some other guys. And they bring in high-character guys like Ellis, like Ristolainen, Keith Yandel, Cam Atkinson, who looks really good already, too, and has scored 40-plus in this league uh, in the past. So... On paper, they're a much better team, but you got to see how it comes together, how the coach is able to get the group together, find the right combinations. I think the key players are are guys like Travis Konechny. Like, you know, yeah, he, he's got to bounce back, man. Yeah, he really does, Harry. I think he's yep. so important. He yeah. he scored back to back seasons with twenty four goals, and in the second he did twenty, he scored twenty four goals in sixty nine games, which is a thirty goal pace. So, and then he went into the bubble. He didn't score last year. Was really frenetic and up and down for him. He was healthy, scratched. I think he's got to get off to a good start and has to have a big season. Like, you know, get on that 30-goal pace again. Farabee, I think, is going to be a guy, a 30-goal scorer. He Mm. just – it's unbelievable how mature he is already. And then, you know, you got to look at guys like how's Atkinson going to fit in? Uh, How is a guy like Keith Yandel going to affect that power play? Uh, The PK is a major problem right now. They got to get that fixed because it stunk in the preseason and they got touched up twice for it in the game against the Canucks. And they can't take dumb penalties. You know, self-inflicted wounds, high stick penalty. That's a lazy penalty. And then a puck over the glass, mental error. And then too many men on the ice, another mental error. That's that's what prevented them from winning that game on Friday. That's Sirianni-esque. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a disorganized feel, right, Har? Right. And that can't happen. And Elaine Vigneault will clean that up. Well, how much pressure's on him? I'm glad you brought him up this season. I think there's considerable pressure yeah. on him, Harry. You know why? Because the GM went out and, you know, from what I understand is, is you know, he worked in, in tandem with AV. What do you need? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And he went out and got him what he said he needed, what he said he wanted. And if if they don't perform well, hey, I got you what you wanted. Right. And it's not doing anything different. So um, the GM went out with, with a coach that he believes in that they're committed to. But if it doesn't work, you know, the bullseye is not going on the GM. The bullseye will go to the coach here. Hmm. Well, he, he, of course, he has guys now that he could, um, you know, virtually coach against it. I mean, coach and, and they not be too sensitive to it. You know, I mean, right. will you know, at this point, will, will 
will they be able to adjust to his coaching style? These guys, you know, he's got older guys in there now. They can they, they can go with the rah-rah system, you know I mean? Carter Hart seemed like he got a little sensitive, you know, towards the end of the season because, you know, coach called him out. <laughs> will he be able to deal with that? You know, these older players can deal with that. Can he get these guys, uh, these younger guys to turn the corner with him? Yeah, I think more was made of that than there actually was. I talked to Carter about that. and But there was a chasm last year that, and this has been reported on from Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet, that the, the players felt like they got a little too much blame last year and the coaches didn't get enough mm-hmm. as the offseason kind of, you know, went into the offseason. And, you know, uh, because the coach was harsh on the players publicly. Uh, but a lot of the players that they brought in are guys that played for AV before. So it's not like they're coming yeah, yeah. in and not knowing. Broussard. Yeah, Broussard played Former for Ranger. AV, yeah. Ranger. Yandel, same thing. Right. You know, Hayes, obviously, has been here a couple of years now. He'll be back in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, these guys have played for him before. Ryan Ellis, I mean, you could tell Ryan Ellis anything. He don't care. He's just a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. He's a grimy hockey player. Three-zone <laughs> defenseman, yeah. block shots, bomb of a shot, great passer out of the D zone. Not that big, but will punch you in the mouth. I mean, right. he is. He's a guy Flyer fans are going to love, and he is a really good player. Grimy is a real attractive quality for a hockey player. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. And it's like that nasty offensive lineman. You know, it's like there's certain characteristics that you need. Yeah. Yeah, It's the hair on the back of John Runyon that you need. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they are in a super tough division, though, man. I'll tell you what. It's a bear, isn't it? It really, it really is. I mean, you know, the Islanders, I mean, I think the Islanders are going to be really good again, right? Yeah, they're also a little bit of a slow start, Harry, but, you know, Trotz will get that team turned around, and they're so big and they're so good and so much structure. They'll be fine. I think they're the class of the division. Mm-hmm. But now you get you get a team like Carolina back in the division, right? Right. With Sebastian Ajo. They lost Dougie Hamilton, who I know you like, Harry. Yeah. Uh, they lost Alex Nedeljkovic, who was their young goaltender, who did a really good job to Detroit. But they bring in Freddie Anderson, so – and they're a well-coached team with uh, with Rod Brindamore. So th- that's another really good team. You know, the, the real wild cards for me are three teams. Look, I feel like the Devils are better, but they're not a playoff team. Columbus uh, is not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the three teams, excluding the Flyers, that are really intriguing to me are Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Rangers. And the Rangers, yeah. The Rangers, to me, are a team that are on, on the rise in a huge way. The only thing they're missing, though, is they're great on the wing, but they're not great down the middle. Hmm. You know, uh, and then I look at a team like Pittsburgh and Washington, Pittsburgh without Crosby. They've survived it so far, but how long can they do that? And without Malkin as well. And I had Frank Valley on my podcast, and he was saying, you know, this the Malkin thing's not six to eight weeks. He won't be available until the, the calendar flips, until right. January. Wow. Right? So how they get through that. I mean, their number one center is Jeff Carter. You know, he came yeah. into the NHL in the Reagan administration, it feels wow. like. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, literally yeah, didn't yeah, come in. You're not that far off. Yeah, right. it, it was it was George W. Bush's administration. Yeah. I know that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, he, I mean, that's their number one pivot right now. And then, you know, you look at Washington, too. You know, we've been saying the demise of, like, Washington and Pittsburgh because they're old is going to happen every year. But it, those two teams tied for the – division lead last year in the mass mutual east in the reconstructed division so yeah. until i see it uh, we'll have to wait and see but look the rangers got great goaltending igor shesterkin's a real deal he got paid in the offseason they just locked up zabanajad they got some really good players 
You They're young more, too. Yeah, you expect more from some of those young guys like Capo yeah. Caco, who's a second overall pick, and Ooh, that's Buffer a great Aaron. name. Gabby Capocaco. That's a Tom Byrne name. <laughs> it totally one, is. Right? Isn't it great? Huh? Yeah. Back in one year, you had Capo Caco as a high pick, and the next year was a Yasperi Cockneyemi here. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, give me your top five Cacos. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let me ask you this, man. How does ESPN factor in, uh, you know, on, on, on yeah. hockey going forward now, man? I mean, is it going to be uh, – since it's going to be a lot more visible now, you know, how do you think that's going to affect the hockey league? I think just the, the, the fact that they're airing games is part of it. I think that's only like 20% of the actual part that means the most. I think what means the most Barrett is now they're a partner. So mm-hmm, yeah. they don't ignore it. <laughs> oh, so they yeah. <laughs> the game. They're, they're actually doing segments like 15 on first minutes. take. You'll have Stephen A. Smith breaking down, uh, yeah. you know, the Kraken. That'd be like me breaking down a Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but Whatever. they'll have guys the, the, because they have skin in the game now. And look, they were been promoting the WNBA a thousand times more than they've been promoting the NHL because they had an investment in the WNBA. Right. But now they have that investment in the NHL again. So you're going to see that that investment because they're going to protect it and they believe in it. And they're going to push a lot of resources that way. And that's going to help grow the game and create awareness. Because we all know at ESPN, whether you like them, hate them, or or ambivalent, um, they are the number one powerhouse of sports news and sports content in this country. And they're on in every bar during the day when you walk in and every night. So it's only good for the league. I think TNT is as well. Like, Tock is great on TNT. Rick Tockett. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't know how long he's going to be there because I think he's going to get a head coaching job when somebody gets fired. But he's great on there. And Wayne Gretzky's on there. So you have the biggest name ever in the sport. And and Wayne was good in that first. And they had Barkley in there with him. And Wayne was shooting on Charles Barkley playing net. It was pretty funny. Yeah, Charles is like the the double-edged sword where it's like, okay, you're reducing it to the level of Barkley where, you know, clearly he's not anybody – that is there from a hockey authority. But at the same time, if there was ever somebody to cast a wide net of fans who would go for him that you could see sticking around, yep. it would be Barkley, I think, because he has such wide crossover appeal. So it's kind of weird. You know, at first I, I would think maybe like Pyrrhus, like, oh, get him the hell out of here. But then at the same time, it's like, wait a second, you know, maybe Wayne Gretzky, and, and it's crazy to say this, but I'm sure it's like this with other sports, you know, how many more people that are kind of on the edge, on the fringe of watching this sport will see someone like Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux and say, oh, OK, now I'm in versus maybe you do cast a wider net with Barkley, even though the analysis is there with someone like Gretzky. Yeah, absolutely. And and Gretzky, I don't think is there going to be this great analyst. He's there because he's Wayne Gretzky right. and he'll provide a you know, he's been a coach in this league, too. And he's obviously the greatest player to ever ever step on the ice to me it's not even close mm-hmm. and he's the biggest name as well so that's a hook to get people but like having like Barkley's a huge hockey fan he is really yeah. tight with uh John Cooper who's the head coach of Tampa the Tampa back-to-back yeah. cup champs and he met John Cooper in an airport lounge mm-hmm. and they sat there and they had a couple of drinks for a couple hours while they were in a layover and then eventually Barkley said, you know, what do you do? And he, he said, I'm the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and and they've become really close friends. And John Cooper's story is unbelievable the way he got into coaching. He was working for a law firm and the guy said, I'll only hire you to be in my law firm 
if you coach my son's high school team. That's where he started really? his coaching career. Wow. What? And this is oh, just like a decade crazy. ago. Yeah. It's a, the story is unbelievable. So he starts coaching this prep school high school team and does well. Then he moves up the ranks a little bit, ends up coaching the junior C team, and then ends up in major junior. And then he ends up in, in coaching in the AHL with the Lightning. And then they fired Guy Boucher, and he, he ended up getting the rest of the season. And he's been there ever since. And he's got two cups. That's, that's crazy. It's a awesome. And he's a, he seems like a really good guy. He's demanding, but he's a really good guy. And I just love stories like that. Like, yeah. I think that's awesome. Damn. Now, that's speaking of coaches, really <clears throat> speaking of coaches, who do you think who's on the hot seat and league wide that might be the first coach fired? Um, look at a guy like maybe um, I think you could look down in Dallas, Harry. You could they're they got to get off to a good start and they have an older coach there. I think you can look at I don't know if you look at Montreal, they're off to a really slow start and they've lost so much. I mean, Carey Price is taking personal time. You look, they lost uh, Philip Deneau to the Kings. Mm -hmm. They lost Shea Weber. I mean, you've lost like the heart and soul of your team. Right. So I I don't know how much you can really put Dom Ducharme on the hot seat. Um, But there's teams clearly that have to have to be much better this year. I think maybe Jeremy Colleton could be on the hot seat in Chicago. Mm. Wow. They went out and got Seth Jones and they got Marc-Andre Fleury and they're looking to make us take a step back into being a legit playoff team. They're off to a slow start. So I think I think there's some interesting coaches that you know could go down. Rick Bonus is the guy, though. I think number one. I mean, it's the guy in Dallas, mm-hmm. and the ownership there has made it uh, really clear. And, and Jim Nill, the general manager, that you know a slow start is not going to be acceptable. Not at all. So real quick, we've got about a minute before we all get out of here. Thoughts on tonight's game? Does Flyers money line over? What are we looking at? Um, let me look at some of the numbers real quick while I got you here. Um, ah, look, I, I, I think, look, I think it's a bounce back situation for the Flyers. I really do. I, yeah. I look at this the game must win. Go, no, there's no must wins when you play 82 games and you're in the second game of the season. <laughs> Flyers are minus 136. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, that's not that's not too that's a little short actually for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I put my money on that, no problem. As far as the over goes, you know. I, I don't like to play over-unders, especially this early in the season anytime, because I just don't know yet. And, I do, they, look, they have two good goaltenders. This is going to be their fourth game of the year. The Flyers' only second game of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, you know, a team that's come together a little bit more. They've been on the road the entire time, but now it's yeah. a fourth game on the road, so that you're starting yep. to get a little road-weary, too. Um, I can so, see that. But I'm not going to mess with the over-unders, though. I don't mess with spreads because of the, the goal off the keister and the empty net yeah, goals that'll just screw you. Off the rump. Mike, yeah, you miss like, used to say rump. Yeah, off the rump. Yeah, not the rump shaker, though. No. And on no. that note. <laughs> and on that note boom, boom. Yeah. Well, real, Let's real quick, do it though, again like, soon. The, real, the, the other thing is, like, the Flyers the other night are down two goals. They pull the goalie with three yeah. minutes left. If Vancouver scores the on that empty net chance, which they shot it just wide, then – Okay, now all of a sudden it's a cover situation because the Flyers connecting scores on the power play and then Giroux with that unbelievable play off the end boards not ties the game and then they go to overtime. So wow. things can right, change. We'll, we'll do it again soon. We'll bring it. We, we have to do this again with some more time, too, because it, it always flies with you, brother. We appreciate well, I love how you guys book me. You book me right at the end of the show. 
Well, yeah. Well, yeah we, had, well, we had a lot of football you know, stuff to discuss. 25 here. minutes here. We'll, we'll we do used it to again, do that. Maybe this week. We, we start right. off with you. There's no show. That's true. <laughs> we'll do it again for a whole hour. All right, the we Hagian get would make here. his book a guest. Book him at 45 because I know you got to be in break by 52. Right, right. <laughs> we'll keep minutes, him on for all... 20 minutes. I mean, he's <laughs> on for 20 minutes. We'll see, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.